What's up, boys? Welcome back to IGP Sports Podcast, also known as Improve, Grow, Perform. I'm your host, your teammate, your coach, your boy. I'm basically whatever you guys need, boys. I'm Ethan Darby. I'm hyped to have you guys here, and I'm absolutely hyped to share this podcast with you all. So, boys, we're in this together. We're a family. We're a team. Tell your teammates. Tell your coaches. Tell your boys. We're all in this together. We're all in here to improve, grow, and perform together, guys. So let's get this going. Let's post it on our stories. Let's make it to the moon, boys. We are here for you guys. We're here to equip young athletes with the skills to improve, grow, and perform through interviews with current and former college and professional athletes in a variety of sports like hockey, football, baseball, golf, soccer, and way more. We take a deep dive into their careers, the journey that they took to their destination, and many life lessons that they learned along the way. During the post-interview breakdown, young athlete listeners are given tasks and are challenged to incorporate skills mentioned by me and other established athletes into their arsenal and gameplay. Boys, we're here trying to give you specific skills and tasks for us to make it to the moon. We're all going to be playing in the NHL. We're all making it to the NFL. Boys, we're here for you. Hit my line on my DM. You guys know my Instagram, at edarby17. If you guys want topics, you guys want anything, let me know. I'm here for you guys. We're here growing and learning together. I love you, boys. IGP Sports to the moon. Let's go. Now, boys, I know what a lot of you guys are thinking. Ethan, who are you? Why are you hosting this show? Why should I even be listening to you? I mean, you never became a college professional athlete. What are you doing? And guess what, boys? I counter that with, you're right. I never did become a college professional athlete. I never did reach those goals that I set out for when I was young. But guess what, boys? I think that that actually brings a very interesting perspective to this topic. Because guess what? I didn't improve. I didn't grow. And because of that, I wasn't able to reach that top performing state that we're all looking for. But what I do know is those things that I did wrong. Boys, I can look back and I can... Think about every single little detail that I did wrong on why I didn't become that college athlete, on why I didn't take that next step forward, on why I didn't improve. And boys, I think that might be just as valuable as someone that has done the right things. You know what? We're going to have some people on that are college and professional athletes that they will tell you what they have done that has been successful. But guess what, boys? I'm going to counter that right back on what I did that wasn't successful, on what I did that held me back. And I think that's going to be a very cool and interesting dynamic to this show that's going to give you guys a lot of ammo to be able to create that perfect recipe for yourself to help you improve, to help you grow, and to help you perform. But boys, I'd like to give you guys a little insight on myself as well so you guys can learn some more about me to help better us grow, perform, improve, and just get better together, guys, because we are an absolute team here at IGP Sports and And without you guys really knowing who I am, it's hard for you guys to connect to me and connect with the show. So, boys, as I said earlier, I grew up in Stillwater, Minnesota, a small town 30 minutes outside of Minneapolis and St. Paul on the Minnesota-Wisconsin border. And if you guys know anything about Minnesota, Minnesota lives and breathes hockey. Ever since I remember, I lived and breathed hockey as well. 
from pictures of me watching my older brother skate on the ice when I was one and two to finally getting on the, on the ice myself when I was three. Never being able to leave the outdoor rink after preschool and elementary school, having to have my mom tear me off there to come and eat some food, propelled me to play for the top Minnesota AAA youth team in the state, the Minnesota Blades. The Minnesota Blades are the top team in Minnesota, having ages from 9 all the way up to 18. I played for the Blades from when I was 9 to 13, and this blessed me with the opportunity to play in Toronto multiple times, Edmonton, Boston, Chicago, Winnipeg, and San Diego. After being cut when I was 13 years old, I didn't know what to do. Boys, it was my first time ever not making a team, and I didn't know where to go from here. I didn't know if my career was over. I didn't know how to strap my bootstraps back on. I didn't know what to do. My hockey career took another dip that following fall when it was my first time not making the top peewee team in Stillwater. While I was only a first year and playing with guys a year older than me, I'd never experienced not making a team before. Having been cut from the blades and not making the top peewee team in the matter of six months left me to think that I'm just not good at hockey. This really discouraged me into the absolute opposite effect on what I hope it would do to any of you. To me, it made me stop wanting to play hockey. It made me stop wanting to get better. It made me change my goals. It made me change my future. Instead of wanting to go play college or professional hockey now, I wanted to make the high school team. I wanted to play high school in front of my friends. I wanted to make that team, and I wanted to go to college. And guess what, boys? You should never give up your dream for not making a team or getting cut when you're as young as 13, 14, hell, even 15 years old, boys. The war is not lost when you're that young. It's just one battle. And guess what? I lost that battle. But that small battle I lost changed my mindset to really make me lose the entire war. The following few seasons, I ended up making the top teams again and getting back on track while still having the same mindset of, I'm just not good enough. I'm not the best. I'm just here playing because my friends do, and I want to make the high school team. After finally making the high school team as a sophomore, I thought I would be absolutely ecstatic to get to where I wanted to be. When in reality, I did not feel full or ecstatic at all. Instead, I felt the feeling of younger players catching me, younger players becoming better than me, younger players playing more than me. And guess what, boys? I know it did it again. It discouraged me. It took me down. I then started getting very angry, fighting with my coaches on the bench after practice and really just not creating good relationships with them. This led me to almost quit during the middle of my junior season and give up everything I've been working so hard for for over 15 years. Now, some of you may be thinking, Ethan, did you only play hockey for 15 years? No, I didn't. I did play lacrosse all growing up until about ninth grade and was a constant golfer in and out of the woods grabbing my balls. But the first time I felt alive, I felt the need to improve, to grow, and to perform since being cut from the Minnesota Blades when I was 13 years old was at the end of my junior year when my high school football coach, Bo Labor, called me into his office to, to ask me to play football for him. I was very wary about playing football because my brother, two years prior, was on the team and broke his leg and ended up almost missing his entire senior season of lacrosse. I definitely did not want to miss my senior year of hockey playing with all my best friends that I've been playing with for over 15 years, but also knew it was the last time I would ever be able to strap a football helmet on. My mom convinced me to go out for the first summer practice, and after one day in the hot blazing sun, I knew I found the passion again to improve, grow, and to perform. That whole summer, I worked extra after every single practice, watching YouTube videos of my favorite cornerbacks, Jalen Ramsey and Jair Alexander, 
and really flipping that switch mentally to improve, grow, and perform. I went on to become the starter before our season opener, and by the second game, I was falling around the other team's top wide receivers. While our team was, to put it lightly, very, very horrible, I did end up receiving all-conference honors, but more importantly, boys, I got to state it again. I found my passion to improve, to grow, and to perform again. I lost it when I played hockey. I lost it from being overwhelmed to comparing myself to others and playing football stripped that all away. This then propelled me not only to have my most successful hockey season I had to date, but also my most enjoyable one. My senior year was not only the most points I scored, but also was the most successful our team has ever been. I was an integral piece on our roster, and I believe it directly correlated with me playing football and finally flipping that switch to wanting to improve, grow, and perform again like I did when I was 13. After graduating from high school that spring, I just needed more. I quickly called my high school hockey coach, Greg Zanin, and told him I would love to join his staff over the summer. For the next three summers, I worked alongside Greg, coaching Stillwater's youth, trying to equip them with the skills that I never had, trying to equip them with the physical skills on the ice, while also equipping them with the mental skills that if they do get cut like I did, if they do not make a team, to not stop working hard, to keep on that grindstone, to keep your dreams alive, because boys, it can still happen. Now, boys, I hope you guys know a little bit about me and are better able to understand the show. But guess what, boys? Who cares about me? We're going to have a lot of great guests on. I'm just a side piece to help bring that to light. I can't wait to go on the journey of improving, growing, and performing together with you all. Let's go, boys. On today's episode of IGP Sports, I'm hyped to introduce you all to one of my best friends in the entire world, Adam Isley. Adam and I grew up together in Stillwater, Minnesota with the same dream every boy from Minnesota has, play college hockey and make it to the NHL. Now, we all know, boys, that didn't work out for me, but for Adam, he's doing exactly what he dreamt of. Adam is currently a freshman forward at the University of Minnesota State, Mankato, a top five team in the NCAA. But what I really think you're all going to enjoy from this conversation is how Adam has gotten to where he is today. From not making a top team until he was in high school, having issues with coaches, suffering a traumatic injury, and putting in extra work when he didn't want to, this had propelled Adam to never give up and get where he is today. Now, boys, it was Adam's off day we had this conversation, and it was a long weekend after him battling Bowling Green collecting a few W's. And while I do wish our conversation lasted a little bit longer and we were able to get into a few more details and specifics on what he did to really raise his game, I did reach back out to him after the interview and we put together some tasks and things for you guys to all do by yourself at your homes, stuff mentally and physically to help raise your game that Adam did himself that we will all go over together in the post-interview breakdown. If you aren't a hockey player, just stay put and keep listening, boys. There are many lessons to be learned from the interview and the breakdown that I know will help you improve, grow, and perform. Now, boys, Adam Isley. What's up, boys? Welcome back here with my longtime best friend, now Minnesota State forward, Adam Isley. What's going on, brother? Not so much. Thanks for having me, brother. Appreciate it. Hey, no, thanks for taking time out of your day. I know you said uh, it's a little off day for the boys. What's going on? What's going on around, What's going on in Cato? Yeah, 
uh, off weekends, so obviously we we gotta treat our bodies right. Have uh, we had a few days off here, but now we're getting back into our workouts and we're skating. So today was our last day, and now tomorrow we're going right back to workouts and skate. So back on the grind, gone. Yeah, unfortunately, it's good to get back. Uh, you feel a little out of shape or weird when you really miss those two days right away. So it'll be good to get back and back with the fellas, obviously. No, yeah, for sure. So how did you um feel like physically coming into this year? I know it's your first year of college hockey. And- you are coming off the knee from about a year and a half ago, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But are you feeling uh, physically and just endurance-wise? Pretty good, honestly. Uh, funny story, actually. I, I was kind of sick, so I'm, I'm, I wasn't feeling great. And then next thing I know, I'm in cardio camp. So oh. after <laughs> after every about three days, I got to do extra workout, but it's good. After I mean, after the first week, I could tell I'm already really good shape. I feel better out on the ice and. I mean, right away you can tell how strong these guys are. There's, I mean, I don't think there's one really weak kid in college hockey, but there's just stronger. You got to be stronger, faster. And I felt like fast-wise I was there, but just with the cardio, I mean, the cardio camp definitely helps. Hey, it's funny car- to be in. Cardio camp's deadly, man. Is that like our uh, back in high school when you had those early morning workouts, those 6 a.m.ers or oh, yeah. what? Oh, yeah, just like that. But, I mean – Mike Case thinks he knows what he's doing. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are in explosive camp, like who think they need to get more explosive. There's speed camp. There's cardio camp. Like he's, I mean, it's not just, he's not just like making funny or anything. It's actually looking out for you and saying like, you get this done. Like it's just going to improve your game that much. So, I mean, it's a grind when you're doing it, but when you think about it in the big picture, it definitely helps. Yes. How would you, um, how would you explain your relationship with Hastings so far this year and, I know it's your first year in the program, and he is the one that has recruited you, correct? But um, how have you felt connecting with him compared to maybe some other coaches you've had in the past? I know, you know, hate to hate to break it, but Matt Doman, you know, not a lot of us got along with. So maybe just like how has uh, having a different coach, and how has that maybe helped your mindset, or how has how has he maybe affected how you've been playing this year? Yeah, I think I mean learning from Doman. I mean, I'm not trying to throw him under the bus, but. He just communication wise with him was pretty bad, and Hastings is all about communication. It's like an open door policy. So if you have anything you even want to talk about, you can walk up to his room. I mean, it's a little scary at some points, but you know, when if you have to talk about something, like I mean, he's there always, and I mean, he's unbelievable at talking. And I mean, right in the beginning of the year when I didn't play every single game, I just asked him, and he just said, "You're a freshman. Like you just need to get into these games and show me what you can do." And now I'm playing more and more, so it's just what he says he's gonna tell you, and you you might not like it, but if you if you change it, you're gonna be playing. So no, I think that's uh, that really just shows a test of being coachable, and uh, really showing that you know you can take co- like criticism from your coach and sh- really improve on it and take steps towards getting on that ice and getting to play. So I think think that's uh, yeah. that shows a lot to your uh, character and how how you uh, carry yourself around the ice. Well, that's how I kind of learned from Doman too. Obviously, junior year was pretty bad. We would always we would be fighting oh, yeah. a lot, and it was always getting my head. So I think I kind of learned a lot from that junior year, and then senior year. Obviously, I needed something big if I really wanted to play hockey. So I kind of put that in the mindset was yeah. kind of do what you have to do to like continue your career. And now that's kind of <laughs> been my own mindset in college. Is if you want to play, you got to do what they want, and you have to do what kind of be what kind of player you are now. So. Yeah, so what would you say really helps you take that step from, you know, your junior to your senior year? I know both of us personally, we, we stopped going and we stopped uh, actually going to do summer training at MAP, which is a big yeah. summer program. I don't know if people are aware about in Minnesota, but 
we used to both go there when we were younger and we actually stopped after our senior year and that's when you made the jump. What would you take to attest to that? Was that you putting extra work by yourself at home? Is that you mentally flipping the switch and being like, I'm not going to take shit from anyone. I'm just going to go out there and play, play my hardest and take over. Or what, what would you call a test to that? Yeah, I'd say it was a little bit of both. I mean, mentally for me, I knew junior year, like I could have been one of the guys to help, but I wasn't. And so senior year, my mentally is just, I need to take over and I need to be the guy to help this team. Um, I think map really didn't, I mean, everything I was doing for Pony Camp, I was doing at MAP. Yeah. And so I, I thought, I mean, when I would go out to Pony Camp maybe 30 minutes early every time with Stanford and we'd just do one-timers and shoot pucks. But that's about it. I mean, it was really more mental for me, just knowing I had to be kind of the guy to help the team and I kind of had to be the guy if I wanted to continue playing hockey. So 100%. really wasn't physical, but the only physical thing I really did was that thing with Stanford just before practices going out. I would always shoot at home. I'll shoot at, shoot, stick handle. My dad sometimes would make me go run with the dog, but I mean, I don't know. I can't keep up with these. Like, oh, damn Toby, eh? Yeah, that's, he's still kicking somehow. <laughs> no, I always remember, you know, when we'd ever, we'd go over to your house, you'd just see more and more black marks all over that little shooter tutor in your garage. And seeing that stuff, it's just like, no, no wonder you were putting up 40, 40 points our senior year and take and taking that jump. But would you say the mindset change maybe even started when you were younger? Because I know, you know, we played youth all up together, but you maybe not making that top team all the time. And I know you always joke about it with us now, you know, friendly chirps and all. But would you uh, would you say that that also has had a little effect on it? That definitely, I think that was like kind of my uh, thing that ran me, honestly, to like be a D1 hockey player because I always knew I could play with you guys, mm-hmm. but I always just somehow got cut and I always asked, what do I need to do better? And I'll try to take it and learn from, but also, I mean, it'd be my fire for that, that year, like especially that first year where I got, I mean, it scores, obviously that really doesn't matter, but like PUEs not making it and then Bantams that first year for some guys who didn't maybe put up like three points and I'm sitting there on Bantam A and just having a year, it just kind of like made me think like, holy shit, like, I can do this. Like, I'm playing with these guys every single day in the summer. and Definitely fired me up to, I mean, especially that sophomore year making varsity, that was kind of my goal, like, to show how I got cut every single year but that last year before varsity and that I can play with some of the big dogs in Stillwater. So it definitely felt good. Oh, and talk about a big dog squad you're on that sophomore year, too. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know I was making that much money right now just yeah. sitting court side at 76ers last night i saw that on a snapchat story i was like oh my god must be nice man their flyers are playing great too so that's yeah. pretty sweet but you know also someone on that team through your sophomore year was the uh older brother seth Isle. yeah how would you uh how it's would you great. say seth has kind of influenced your journey to get where you are today at minnesota state and how have you guys kind of pushed each other helped each other throughout you the way because you know he's still playing as well yeah, uh, I really just wanted to follow in his footsteps ever since. I mean, I didn't even want to play hockey when I was younger. Um, he he always went to skate, and I thought it was cool that my older brother was skating. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. And then, I mean, when I kept getting cut, he's like, don't worry about it. Like, it's just youth hockey. It's youth hockey. And then when we were skating in the summer before tryouts, sophomore year, he said, he said, I think you actually have a chance. All right, if you say so. Like, I thought he was just trying to be a nice, but, nice guy, but. Uh, he really has pushed me. I mean, we 
and we he doesn't really let me shoot on him because he knows I'll be yapping in his ear. <laughs> but but we uh, on the ice we've gone together and we kind of work work on things that we need to work on. And I mean he's obviously doing his thing. Went to dev camp, so he's obviously succeeding. And uh, I mean we'll see what he has in store next. But we get to play him January twenty first. So hopefully I put something behind him. Yeah, let's go. Let's just put one behind him. You know, throw him a little bit of. Just some slight right. chirps, nothing too, oh. nothing too much, but definitely get under no. the skin a little bit, eh? Exactly, I would have to. Let's go, you got to, bro. After your first, was this your first or your second junior season? Was it when you were in the BC or was it when you were in Youngstown when you tore your PCL? Youngstown, yeah. Yeah, so how, um, that was right after your big year up in the BCHL. You were putting up over, you are putting up some great stats too, weren't you? Like five, six points in eight games or something like that? Yeah, I think I had five and seven and then that eighth game is when I got hurt yeah and then you're back in Stillwater Minnesota by yourself everyone's at school what 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 did that like dark spot that once you had that injury what that do to you mentally and you know how were you able to drag yourself out of that I mean honestly mentally it was I was I wouldn't say I was depressed but I was pretty down bad like those first few weeks when you barely can move and you're still taking your heavy meds that you know if you mess up on those like could mess up your life oh yeah it's a scary thing and when you barely can move your leg as well, it's pretty, it's pretty insane. And, but I mean, I just, I was already committed, which helped me a lot, Mm -hmm. but that pushed me to be like, I need to be better so I can go out and play at Minnesota state right away. Cause obviously they're, they've been top five for the last what six years now. So they are obviously good. So that was kind of one of the things that pushed me. And the other thing that pushed me on is just, I like, there was no reason to just quit and lay down. Cause I did just did, what was that 14 years of hockey to lead all the way up to one little I mean that little I was out for 365 days but and one injury like there'd be no reason just to lay down and quit there so you just you realize all right well this is what we got to do it's the hunger to get to that next level right put strap on the boots and let's go exactly got to take everything that's came to you and I think that uh you've kind of done that throughout your career at at every level too you know through youth not making those teams and Strapping them back up, being like, "Let's go!" and then making it that bar- that uh, varsity year, but having that bad junior season, coming right back senior season, and we're at the yeah. we're at the maps, no, baby. We're at the maps. Yeah. Roll maps. Roll maps. It's oh, pretty yeah. crazy, man. Just the bounce back. I think that's probably the biggest thing you could say about my career. Honestly, is just always bouncing back from one little setback, which I think that's part of just how my parents raised me too. Like they obviously have a huge factor in that. So I mean. Couldn't, couldn't do anything without them as well. Big shout out to Shelly and John. Big shout out. Shelly and John. But yeah, just kind of filtering back. So what would you give some advice to another little Adam Isley running around Minnesota that's, you know, trying to make it to Minnesota State, trying to play for the Mavs, and, you know, he's missing his teams. He's not growing because, you know, you as well, you know, you're a late late bloomer on getting tall. I know you what, are you six, six, two and a half now, big dog? What's going on over there? <laughs> That's all. <laughs> just something slight, but what would you say to maybe someone that's you know undersized, trying to chase and just hasn't grown yet, or someone that got an injury and tore their PCL, or you know just hasn't made that team yet? What would you kind of give advice to that younger younger version of you? Yeah, I'd honestly say just stick with it. I mean, especially the younger version. I mean, you guys are your youth. Like, there's gonna be some of the best players you see, eight year old, eight years old, not pan out. Like we've seen that how many times in Stillwater. Oh my gosh the best guys and like they're committed and the next thing you know they don't pan out and they're not playing hockey anymore mm-hmm. so you just have to stick with it i mean it's, 
it's a grind. Obviously, it's not easy. There's multiple times where I, I wanted to quit hockey and not play. But, I mean, if you really love the game and think – and really, it's just love for the game. Honestly, you don't even have to think you're going anywhere. If you love it, like, you, you just have to stick with it, put in the extra work. I remember always going to Chad. I mean, he, his workouts are wild. But I mean, there'd be times where there's just, like, me, him, and two other guys. And it's just – you just have to work on the things you can control control the controllable like you can't control anything else so i like that control the controllable block out the noise you know block out the noise what other people are saying block out the noise of you know you maybe you're not making a team or you know if you just not wanting to be there guys are going out after practice and they're getting food hanging out going on the lake and you know you're working yeah. out with with chad smith so exactly that was, that was pretty hard but i'd always somehow make an appearance on a lake after so hey always always <laughs> as an animal on the tube boys animal on the tube crazy it's a crazy skill all right well is you know thanks for uh taking time out of your off day you know get back to getting that body on some rest you know oh yeah i have to maybe some good steak and potatoes tonight what's on the what's on the docket for the meal yeah me and hillman we, i think uh we missed our sunday dinner so we always have our sunday dinner steak rice and some asparagus so i think we're doing that i know it's pretty it's pretty deadly that sound yeah. that sounds like it is elite oh yeah definitely all right, well, brother, thanks for hopping on. I know all the listeners are going to absolutely love this conversation. Watch out for number 1-5 on the Mavs, boys. Big season coming ahead. Thanks for having me, baby. Go Mavs. Appreciate it, big dog. Now, boys, I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with my boy, Adam Isley. I really appreciate him taking time out of his off day to be able to speak with us. And like I said, well, it may not have been as long as we wanted to and be able to touch on everything we did want to touch on. It did give us two big overwhelming themes that I saw come through on the interview. One being never giving up and always believing in yourself. And two being surrounding yourself with people with similar goals to your own. Adam never stopped believing in himself from when it was him not making a top team until he was a sophomore in high school having a major knee injury right before going to college, setting him back an entire year, and always constantly having crazy love and passion for the game of hockey. Not making teams is something that I had a problem with and always deterred me from taking those steps to improving, growing, and performing. But that didn't stop Adam. Adam knew he had a passion for the game and knew that that is what he loved and what he wanted to do. Him making a team was nothing but fuel to his fire. Then, to tearing his MCL after having a great season in the USHL, Adam was left at home for a year with a major knee injury. This did not stop Adam from giving up. It only strengthened his mental toughness and increased his drive to work harder on and off the ice when he finally had the chance when his knee was healed. This all stems from Adam's having a major passion for the game of hockey. He believes it is the first step in improving, growing, and performing because if you do not have a passion or a love for the game, you will not be able to take all the necessary steps and work needed to get to there. Adam was also very successful in surrounding himself with people with similar goals. Having Adam's brother, Seth, share the same passion for hockey as he did really helped propel Adam to where he is today. Being able to watch and learn from his older brother while also working directly with him was a key ingredient in Adam's recipe. Adam also surrounded himself with people that wanted to put in that extra shitty work that no one else wanted to do. Adam would stay after practice, like he mentioned, working with Chad Smith, while all the rest of the boys were out on the lake having fun or on the golf course. While Adam did always end up meeting us out on the course or the lake, 
By Adam surrounding himself with people with similar goals to his own, it helped him stay mentally focused and only increased his drive because he saw people working as hard or harder than he was. Now, like I mentioned earlier, I did end up reaching back out to Adam to get some specific things that he does that you guys can try to help you guys improve, grow, and perform. The first thing Adam said was to write down your goals for that week. Go over them every single day and check off the ones that you are doing well and circle the ones that you need to work on. Boys, it is scientifically proven that when you write something down and look at it every single day, that you are more likely to take action and do that thing. The process of checking off the goals that you have completed will give you a sense of accomplishment while circling the ones that you've been struggling with will collect an overall theme on what you need to work on. The second task Adam gave me was to get an extra workout in every single week. Now, this is exactly like what Adam was saying earlier. Putting in that extra work sucks. No one wants to do it, but in the long run, it's what separates you from everyone else. Get a schedule, boys. Find a time. Get in that extra workout when you don't want to. To be honest, boys, get it when you would least want to. Make it that Monday morning. Make it that Sunday night. Make it a time that you don't want to do it, but you get so in deep in a regimen that you feel like you need to have that workout every week. You feel like if you miss that extra workout, you're actually getting worse instead of getting better. The third task Adam gave was to watch film. Now, boys, this is really hard for some of you guys because you're playing youth sports and maybe your parents don't own a camera or your parents don't even come to your games, so it's hard to have someone be able to film you. But the aspect of being able to watch yourself play will really be able to have you find the weak spots of your game and things that you need to work on. It is easily recognizable when you're able to see yourself on the ice from when you're just thinking and reacting to what you're doing. And if you are one of those kids that, you know, maybe your parents can't record you play, reach out to your coach. Talk to him in person. Be like, hey, coach, I'd love to get better. I'd love to be able to watch myself away from the ice. Is there any way that we can get a parent to maybe do that for us? Is there any way we can maybe get the whole team to get that film? Because guess what? We're trying to get better together. We're trying to improve together. We're trying to grow together. We're trying to perform together. And everyone on the team being able to watch themselves is going to be able to help them take that next step. Be able to them to think, hmm, maybe I shouldn't have passed that puck D to D, and this is why. And one of the final tasks that Adam gave was when you're watching your sport on TV, watch your position. Grab a notepad, grab a pencil, take notes. Take notes on what the best on their position are doing. If you want to get to that level, why wouldn't you study who's already the best? Why wouldn't you study their best tendencies and what you can do to have those tendencies? Adam said he has done this for the last three seasons been watching his favorite player, Austin Matthews. Being able to watch how Austin moves in small areas and watching where Austin is on the ice when he doesn't have the puck has really helped Adam elevate his game away from the ice. And one task that Adam didn't mention but we did discuss in the interview that I think would be very beneficial for you all would be to go up to your coach and ask what you need to get better at and what you need to improve on to be able to take that next step. Like Adam said, it is nerve-wracking going in there and talking to your coach at first. And you may feel a little bit uncomfortable, but boys, the coaches are here for you. They're here to help you get better as well. They're here because they want you to improve. They want you to grow. They want you to, to perform. And the act of you going in there and asking them how you can do those things and what you need to do to improve will show them your drive and they will put in just as much effort as you are to help you improve because that is what they love to do. Boys, coaches love to coach. Players love to play. 
coaches want you to go in there and have those awkward and uncomfortable conversations with them because boys, they are looking for you to get better. And they may have 10, 15, 20 players on their roster that they can't go up to during practice every single day and give specific tips to and specific things that every single player needs to work on. So go on after practice, have that one-on-one conversation, and I guarantee it'll be very beneficial for you. Now, boys, if there are any reoccurring themes I'd like for you guys to take away from this episode, it would be like what Adam said. Never give up and always believe in yourself. And constantly surround yourself with people that have similar goals to you. Those are two key ingredients in you guys being able to be successful. Surround yourself with people that have your best interest in their mind because they will help push and drive you to become the most successful you can be and never stop believing in yourself, boys. Your mind is one of your greatest tools and use it to its full potential. Believe you can be whatever you want and it will come to fruition. Boys, I hope this all helped you improve, grow, and perform a little bit more. And guys, remember, each day it's a small step. Each day it's a growth process. We're here together. We're doing it together. IGP Sports, boys. See you soon.